Hi there, and welcome back to Conversations with Father Greg. Today we have an episode for Sunday, May 14th, 2023. But before we get to our reading, let me take a moment to wish all the moms who are listening a very happy Mother's Day. Today we have a reading from the first letter of Peter, beginning in the third chapter. Peter writes, Now who will harm you if you are eager to do what is good? But even if you do suffer for doing what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear what they fear, and do not be intimidated, but in your hearts sanctify Christ as Lord. Always be ready to make your defense to anyone who demands from you an account of the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and reverence. Keep your conscience clear, so that when you are maligned, those who abuse you for good conduct in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if suffering should be God's will, than to suffer for doing evil. For Christ also suffered for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, in order to bring you to God. He was put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the Spirit, in which also he went and made a proclamation to the spirits in prison, who in former times did not obey when God waited patiently in the days of Noah, during the building of the ark, in which a few, that is, eight people, were saved through water. And baptism, which this prefigured, now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God, with angels, authorities, and powers made subject to him. The Word of the Lord. Heavenly Father, may only your truth be spoken and only your truth be heard. Amen. Well, hi there, everyone. I was online the other day and I saw an ad for one of those places that do custom t-shirts. The image showed a gentleman casually reclining while wearing a t-shirt that read, I'm pretty confident that my last words will be, it seemed like a good idea at the time. If we're honest, I think we all know how it feels when something genuinely seemed like a good idea at the time, but in retrospect, it didn't work out quite as planned. I don't know about you, but I don't always give things the full consideration that they deserve, and that's why they say hindsight is 20-20. Today's reading from 1 Peter directly talks to this idea of what it means to live in a way that pays attention to details. The letter of 1 Peter is written by one of Jesus' closest followers and contains a lot of relationship advice for Christians living in Asia Minor. The author encourages his readers to examine how they treat each other. Just prior to the text that we read today, Peter told his readers to rid themselves of all malice, guile, insincerity, envy, and all slander, while engaging each other with the innocence of newborn children. This advice was intended to help set the tone for their lives together as a community of faith, but it's really good advice for anyone, no matter of their faith practice. It helps set norms for life in community, helping people get along with each other better. 
The good news is that the author's advice isn't just for first-century Christians living in Turkey. It's still great advice for you and I today. In our reading for today, we hear some more relationship advice, but this time it's a little bit different. This time, the author addresses how Christians ought to relate to those who don't believe in Christ, those who are not Christians. The first piece of advice is to always be ready to make your defense to anyone who demands from you an account of the hope that is in you, yet to do it with gentleness and reverence. The author is telling his readers that we should always understand why we believe the things that we do and why we do the things that we do. If we read 1 Peter in its entirety, we begin to understand that it was written to believers who were experiencing persecution because they stood out from the crowd, because of their faith. Their beliefs and their actions were different from those around them. The author is telling his readers that they ought to be prepared to explain what motivated them to be different. Today's text offers a second piece of advice, encouraging the reader to sanctify Christ in their hearts and to keep their consciences clean. Keeping a clear conscience seems like pretty straightforward advice, no matter whether you consider yourself to be a Christian or not. But this text isn't simply about keeping a clear conscience. It also talks about sanctifying Christ in our hearts. Other versions of the Bible translate this expression using words about honoring or revering Christ and his teaching in our innermost being. The author makes a connection between keeping a clear conscience and being obedient to the teachings of Jesus Christ. It becomes increasingly clear that for the Christian, keeping a clear conscience is grounded in following the teachings of Jesus. Jesus once told a crowd that it is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but it is what comes out of the mouth that does. Elsewhere in Matthew's Gospel, Jesus is quoted as saying, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The author of 1 Peter is picking up on this kind of thinking when he tells people to sanctify or to honor Christ in their hearts, and also tells them to be prepared to keep our consciences clear. For the Christian, there is a link between keeping a clear conscience and following the commandments of Christ. This link between the Christian's sense of conscience and following Christ is important because the author articulates something that I think we all might know down deep inside. Our conscience is essentially based on our feelings, and because of that, it can be a tricky thing, particularly if it's not properly grounded. Merriam-Webster's Dictionary defines conscience as conformity to what a person considers to be correct, right, or morally good. This all means that our conscience can be very individual and subjective. You and I might have a very different opinion about what is right or what is wrong. What might offend your conscience might not bother mine in the slightest. That's why it's important to anchor our conscience in something beyond ourselves, in something that's objective. The author of 1 Peter says that for the Christian, that objective source ought to be the teachings of Christ. This challenge about keeping a clear conscience and honoring Christ in our hearts invites us to consider whether we are making intentional, self-aware decisions 
informed by the teachings of our faith. Essentially, the author invites us to examine how our faith informs our daily lives and whether we are living our lives on purpose with intentionality. The assumption is that allowing our faith to impact our daily lives will give our lives a unique quality noticeable to those around us. When those differences become apparent, we are encouraged to explain the reason behind them. Why do we behave the way that we do? How does our faith in Christ motivate our actions? Not only are we to be prepared to give an explanation of our actions, we ought to do so with gentleness and reverence. When our motivations and actions are called into question, we should not become defensive or respond with anger. Rather, we should be prepared to give a rational, compassionate account for both our behavior and for the faith which motivates that behavior. Let's pray. Eternal God, light of the minds that know you, joy of the hearts that love you, strength of the wills that serve you, grant us so to know you that we may truly love you, and so to love you that we may gladly serve you, now and always. Amen. Amen. 